This week's episode is sponsored by Core Film. Core Film is a media production company that works closely with real estate agents, businesses, events, and individuals in order to build brands, inspire industries, and share your story. You can reach the main man himself, Kobe Corradino, at 786-417-7210. Also sponsored by the Doors Open Connect app platform. Come join our growing community and network of our professional licensed real estate agents free to download on the Apple App Store. This is Deshaun with the Doors Open Connect podcast and we're looking to dive into the meat and potatoes i'm here with my co-host rick haas hope you all had a wonderful and lovely thanksgiving so let's get into the meat and potatoes all right let's recap rick we had thanksgiving do you have a good thanksgiving oh man i had so much turkey i just woke up from from my nap from thanksgiving from the cold believe that oh man i can believe it it think you know, I kind of hid away a little bit, you know, because sometimes there's a lot of pressure during the holidays and it's not to knock anybody. I love to get invites to to parties and sometimes it's 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 great to get out of the house. But um, I also feel like sometimes there's a lot of pressure. It's like work, right? It's like, oh, I got to go to this party. Then I got to go to that party. And I got to go to this party for this Friendsgiving and this and that and that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I just I hide in my room with my, my dog. We eat, we eat good. We have a good time, and uh, you, you know, know that was the only day on Thanksgiving Day where I did not get called for like a listing appointment or a showing or anything. And I was so happy because I was actually in Tennessee, so I'm like, thank God that nobody here in Florida was like, come show me a home right now on Thanksgiving. I would have done it. Right, I done it. I know it. But I, I was too busy eating turkey and watching football and taking mini naps on the couch. But that's a part of being an entrepreneur, right? Like you don't want to, you know, I remember when I was in hospitality and resort and management roles, like you were there for everybody else's good time. So now as an entrepreneur, you kind of, even though it is work and you do have to discipline yourself, you, you get to set your own kind of schedule, right? So you get to do these different types of things, go to these different types of events, have fun, have a, you know, enjoy a cocktail here and there, eat some turkey. Um, watch some football, even though this year has been strange as it is. And one of the good things that we did do was we were there for um, the Thanksgiving giveaway for um, the families in need in Immokalee. Real, uh, so we, we actually went there with the, the goal was to feed a, a hundred families. Originally, we started oh, with 50. It was a 50. Yeah. Then we went to a hundred. And we said, you know what, let's do a hundred. Is and that impossible? And what do we do? Well, we ended up going out there and we were, the, the event was scheduled from 12 to like one or something like that. Yeah. But we started early because people started lining up early and it was like, we got to start feeding these families. Um, and then we ran out by like 12, 15, 12, 20. And we ended up having to go to, um, we, we luckily we got with a, an agent from MVP who had connections in Ave Maria to get us an additional 100 turkeys. Um, so we ended up feeding 250 families, which is crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Oh, it was, it was great. It was awesome. And, and a couple people that first walked up, you know, were in tears. And and I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it because the, the impact that we, we created for one of our, you know, neighboring communities out in Immokalee was, it was just amazing. It was an amazing feeling. I was writing such an amazing high just knowing that that many people are going to get to eat. And those people that walked up were like, we we weren't going to be able to feed our family for Thanksgiving. And you guys came in out of the clutch and just fed us. It was great. And when Pastor Arnie told me that, like, look over at that trailer, there's 20 family or 20 people on that trailer alone. I was like, wow. So it really gives you a perspective. Um, the cool thing is that when we are able to bring communities together, 
um, affluent communities like Naples, uh, Summit Bonita, Mark Weiland. But you know, get rid of the competition with, with that that comes with real estate as agents and brokerages, et cetera. But come together, and and we were able to achieve so much more to to help and make a huge difference. And make a huge difference. So that was impactful, and I'm I was super happy to be involved in that. I'm glad that we did what we did. So much more needed to be done. We was the tip of the iceberg. Um, but we're coming in the holiday season now, and we're able to, you know, get these communities and, and bring these people together, which is a part of Doors Open Connect, which is connecting people and, and folks together. Um, we also uh, need to celebrate another success story through Doors Open Connect. Uh, it was an open house. Uh, Dylan um, and Jesse Logan of Marzuka Real Estate. Um, Dylan went and hosted an open house. Um, Jesse's, uh, it was, it wasn't directly con correlated with Jesse, but one of his um, previous buyers sh went through an open house, showed him uh, some new buyers that are looking to move to the area, which was Jesse's uh, buyers, and they decided to put an offer on that. So that's really great. And again, another powerful way to show you how leveraging our platform can work and how open houses work. Um, if you're priced right and the community's right, um, you can get people in there that extra exposure. If Dylan hadn't been there that day, had not done the DOC thing. House probably would still be on the market right now. Might still be on the market, or they may have to come another Sunday or another Sunday or whatever when they decide to do yeah. it. So that's why it's very important. Um, these open houses do work, and we keep telling you over and over again with the success stories and testimonials, we're going to shout this to the top of our lungs because it works. It's point blank period. Um also, we had some cool things. Brokers Open with Cynthia Jane and Joe Pavich. Uh, finally got to meet him. Uh, Joe Pavich Jr. Met, heard and met a lot about him. He's in a lot of commercials on TV, as I understand it. He's, he's very well known in the Bonita Springs area. And 25 years of real estate experience here in Southwest Florida. It's crazy. So he was there. Uh, they invited us and, uh, in the exclusive neighborhood of Bonita Bay. Uh, it was a $4.4 million listing. And Rick, when I tell you this thing was decked to the nines, this was, it was a compound, compound, but more importantly, it was like a resort. I was jealous. I didn't get to go, but I saw, I saw all the videos and the pictures and I was like, oh man. You should have been there, man. They had brick, uh, wood fire uh, pizzas out on the balcony. It was Christmas. It was holiday. I felt like it was home. I felt like it was family there, even though I didn't know some of the agents that had shown up that day. Um, you know, Cynthia entrusted us. She leveraged the platform to, to post her brokers open on there. Um, and she tagged us exactly what anybody can do. Tag Doors Open Connect on your social media, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram. Um, we will repost that. Uh, and we're small enough to do so now that we can really get people who are involved in our network, in our community of uh, professional real estate agents, we can get them involved and want to show up. I mean, they had a smorgasbord. This thing was, it was beautiful. Um, the new homeowners have something super fun to look forward to. And I'm glad that these uh, folks invited us out, Cynthia, Jane, and Joe Pavich, because they didn't miss a, a beat. They didn't miss a detail. They had live entertainment, um, holiday spirit. They couldn't have done it at a better time with this weather that we got coming uh, in. It was beautiful, and the patty was gorgeous. So I know for a fact that the new homeowners, we got to experience a slight hint of that, um, but whoever owns that next, they have something special. And from everything I've seen on social media, that property was showcased very beautifully by 
everybody that posted their videos. So that's that's what we're about, right? Maximum exposure. Maximum exposure. You got to connect. You got to talk to people, other professionals in your in your um, in the business, and they are gonna feel what that's like because the Christmas tree, the you know the the, I mean it's like a six car garage. I mean this thing was amazing. So. Anyway, that was awesome. Um, we also got invited to the Cars and Coffee at Ultimate Garages by Patrick Dearborn. He sponsors an event there. Um, Patrick, uh, you know, a, a great co-signer of ours. He's, he, he, it was phenomenal. Um, this is fairly new, um, and the owners, it's immaculate what they own over there. The Shelby Cobras. The, the Shelby's, the, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, the Porsches. They had the Mercedes Maybach there, which everybody, there's, Ton of people on a waiting list for a year and the the owner of mercedes here in naples was like yeah even usher's on a waiting list i'm like who puts usher on a waiting who list? who puts usher on a waiting <laughs> list so it was crazy and it was it was a great time and then right slightly after that located in naples key a gorgeous condo whose owner is uh, who has ties to the owners of the uh, boston red sox so that condo 180 degrees uh you can't get much closer to the beach than where she was uh, is and those views I mean you have both uh, you know views of the bay you got views of the golf it's gorgeous the whole the whole thing is deck to the nines again another listing by Patrick Dearborn of John R. Wood um, it's it's phenomenal and and we're looking forward again to getting um, agents connected to, to things like this we can bring a buyer in there to appreciate it the way that we appreciate it it's a little colder but I mean, when the sun shines directly in there, you've got southern exposure, western exposure, northern exposure. Um, how do you beat that when you, you have a five-bedroom plus? I, I don't care if it's snowing out with that view. Ah, you can't <laughs> right? leave it. If you're looking for a compound, somewhere to hide out during COVID season, that's the place to be. So that was great. Uh, shortly thereafter, we went to the soft open of uh, hang the Hangout by Two Guys Catering. These guys have been a staple here for a few, uh, for a couple years as well. They own uh, Two Guys Catering um, on uh, Pine or excuse me Airport Polling Road, um, and then they they do a lot for the catering of uh, the Naples Airport uh, community um, and the private jets there. So they they they're doing really big things. Uh, they're not quite officially open yet but they are they will be opening uh next week or so um and they're at the corner of pine ridge road and airport polling road in the target plaza is a target and there's also the uh grocery store there with the Publix. Publix. yeah Publix. That's but this tough. place we've been looking forward to this for a long time somebody getting a good restaurant in there and they they went above and beyond to fully renovate this place and make it make it the best so um, if you haven't checked it out now, please, I mean, do so. Do yourself a favor. And it's going to be my new hangout. Go check them out. And we may have them on a podcast later on. So also another thing. Look, hey, we just crossed into December. It's December 2nd now. Um, and we've got so many charities and things going on. Toys for Tots. You've got Josh Marzuko or Marzuko Real Estate. They're doing their own toys uh, for Tot community. You can, you can drop off any toy between, you know, whatever. Brand new toy between five and ten fifteen twenty dollars whatever you can you can give um they're going to be donating and giving that stuff away you've got patrick dearborn of the dearborn team um at the john r woods he's doing his own event uh he's he's collecting toys for tots ten to fifteen twenty dollars you've got lauren maxwell so the community is really coming together um to sponsor um these charity events and some of them will be going out where we were in immokalee um to children in need 
so it's it's special. Um, and if you can donate, if you can give back, I don't care if it's one toy. Just stop in, connect with people, and then uh, you know correlate um, and and relate, and just give back. It's yeah, a it's a great thing. thing. It's a beautiful thing. So let's dive into this week's episode of the Doors Open Connect podcast. I'm going to start you off with a little intro here, but we're excited to have this one. And I know this gentleman has worked extremely hard for this. Um, he's been busting his butt and uh, he's got so much to give and he's already enveloped in the, in the community and making the connections that he needs uh, for success. But before we get into that, let's play a little intro here. Thank you, baby. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. This is if by request of our next guest. Some exotic booze, there's a bar Classic. far Bombay. Come on and fly. So surprised with me. that he's into this let's fly, as young as he is. Fly away. Cold Come soul. fly with me, let's float down to Peru. Let's keep on flying, baby. In Right. All right, all right. I'm sure we're infringing on some kind of licensing law there. So let's dive in here. Today we've got Kobe Cora of Core Film. Kobe is a videographer and founder of Core Film. He was born and raised in Miami, Florida, and has lived in Southwest Florida since 2017. Hey, he gets up into the he got into the entertainment business industry on the stage and behind the camera, which is where he developed a passion for telling stories. Kobe, welcome so much to the Doors Open Connect podcast. We're excited for this one, and we're excited for where we are today and how far you've come so far. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and tell our audience. All right, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I hate to correct you. I don't know if in the bio I sent you it said that. My last name is actually Corradino. Ah. It, it, it's okay. It is. My business is called Cora Film. My Instagram says Kobe Cora, but it was only because nobody could say Corradino. Okay. It's always like Coronado, Coconut, Cora, something else behind that. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so a little bit about me. I am currently at this time 20 years old. Uh, I live in Fort Myers, Florida, and I'm a videographer and creative director. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a nutshell. Well, so what got you into that? What, you know, how did you find? Yeah, so um, my family, my back, my background, my family, they're all athletes. They all did sports. My uncle uh, played professional baseball. And so growing up, my parents were like, all right, we're going to put Kobe into all these different kinds of sports and see what he's good at. I was not an athlete. I am not an athlete at all. And so every sport I did, you name it, I, I tried it, didn't like it. So my parents threw me into a musical theater camp when I was six years old, and I fell in love with it. So from age six to 14, I did plays. I, I, I still do love musical theater and you know just being on stage singing acting dancing loved it and then uh, you know around 11 12 13 transitioned into short films commercials i am on the box of slushy magic at walgreens as a 12 year old so if you ever heard of slushy magic i'm on the box of that i'll say that to glow i just think it's pretty funny <laughs> um so yeah um and then in high school you know i, I almost made it in onto broadway when i was about 14 were 13 years old. Went to New York, did the audition, did the callback, all that good stuff. And they said that I was too tall. And anybody that knows me, I'm not a tall guy. Huh. And so that really took a blow to mind. I was like, I, I, I've grown up so I'm short, all my friends are taller than me, and I didn't get the role because I was too short. But it was a godsend because, you know, the entertainment industry is a very competitive and just, it's a very rough industry, especially for a kid. And so I think it was good that I didn't pursue that when I was younger. So 
My parents put me in competitive speech and debate in high school. So my high school career was full of traveling to a bunch of different states, competing in um, qualifiers, and I made it to the national championship, I think every year that I did compete. And I think that I was a really good buildup because I started in musical theater, pretty raw, you know, just, you know, acting and stuff. And then speech and debate really helped me hone those skills of telling stories and uh, relaying a message and really achieving a goal you're trying to do, whether that be entertainment, public speaking, debate, or whatever. Um, but throughout all of that, I would make these little home movies on iMovie. Like I went to the Apple camp when I was eight years old, figured out iMovie, I just loved it. So growing up, all my friends would make little home videos in the backyard, little movies. And uh, to make this long story short, November of last year, I started taking it really seriously because I thought, how can I you know, do it? Because I love doing this. So I, did, I decided not to go to college, actually. And um, my parents were like, all right, well, you got you to gotta figure out what you want to do if you're not going to go to college. My dad's a commercial real estate broker. So I thought, all right, I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps to get my real estate license, which I did when I was 18 years old. So I got my real estate license, sold about three houses, and I hated it. <laughs> Absolutely, not everybody, all the realtors, uh, they probably understand why I hate it. So props to you guys who are doing it full time because I could not hack it. And so I thought, what's going to make me stand out from all the other realtors who are, you know, have tons of years of experience, have built up networks as an 18 year old? So I was like, what can I do? And I thought the best way I could set myself apart was through social media. Obviously, I'm a young kid, I'm 18, 19, 20. So throughout that, I was like, I'm going to make myself videos because that's what I'm good at and I'm gonna start marketing myself. I made one video and it was horrible because obviously I didn't know how to make a real estate video, um, but everybody loved it. And they're like, can you show us how to make that? And I thought, I, I could, but I don't know if I want to <laughs> because then everyone's gonna start making videos like me. And that, that sounds selfish, but I decided, you know what? I'm gonna start making videos for realtors. And that's pretty much how I fell into this. You know, it's, it's funny, <clears throat> Deshaun and I were talking earlier um, before we started the podcast today and it's funny that you said you know after I sold the three homes I realized I hated it and most real realtors can understand that and it's funny because on, on you know all the social media platforms all everybody sees is under contract close paycheck yep making all this money right mm -hmm. that's all people see but they don't so happy the for whole, my buyer yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't realize dance. the hole in between where you're like you feel like you're gonna throw up you're like oh god the deal's gonna fall through and then you're like oh it's great and then you're like oh boy I think they're gonna pull out. Mm -hmm. Oh no, wait, they're not. They love the house. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, the inspector came, and then nobody realizes all yeah. that stuff that happens in between. By the time you get to closing, it looks like you got dragged through the mud and your bed hair, and you got you know you look like you're rough, right? That's that's oh, yeah. how every closing looks for me. Oh. I, I kid um, you not, I was clenching my teeth when I would have to write contracts. Like it was that. I was like, I, is it ten days, fifteen, seven? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, I'm about to lose my client their $15,000 escrow deposit. Oh boy, what are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody realized that sick feeling you have for those 45, you know, 60 days, and then when oh, it's yeah. done, you're like, wait, I gotta go through that all again. Yeah, to get that commission check. Looking at it, all right, let's do it again. Yeah. Look, you know, real estate is is a creative business, and if you if you have a structure. That you want to live by or discipline, it's not gonna. You 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 have to be able to be. Uh, you be, have to be able to maneuver for one, but you also have to be creative, and your resolve when it comes to real estate. And as Rick and I say many times, it's called getting on the bull. A lot of agents will come to us and be like, "Oh, oh my God, I made my offer," and it's like, "But you're not under contract. You still have to negotiate." When they get, "Oh, I'm under contract." Yeah, but you got to make sure that you're. Your buyer's willing to submit the escrow deposit, and did you get them pre-approved? Did they got the money? 
oh, we, we passed our inspection, period. Okay, but now, you know, there's all these other odds and ends and things that go into it. So if you think you're going to go for a smooth ride and you think that there's one set way and procedure that will get you to the closing table, we've had people that are at the closing table and they find out they can't afford the house they're trying to buy and they're like, nope. <laughs> so you know it, it's a it's a rough ride and yeah. and some people like the experience and and I can attest to what you're saying Kobe because at the end of the day when the deal is done sometimes you walk away feeling like oh man I got to do this again mm-hmm. you know because the paycheck is not every Friday mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how you're gonna come up with some extra income now it looks good when you get 10 you fought for it and you got 10 grand 15 grand 20 grand in the bank but then 20 grand divided by 12 months, you, you have to, you know what I mean? Where, where do we put the money back in so we can get another deal and another deal so you're chasing deals. But my respect for realtors is all the way up here because I feel like you are, you're not just a realtor, you're an expert on everything. Right. The first, the first house that I ran into, it had toxic mold. So I had to become a professional AC repairman and figure out, all right, what do we got to do? So I had to call the AC guys, explain I'm learning all these things. We had to put a whole brand new system in the house. It was not not what I expected going into real estate. Yeah, you got it. My, my first showing to, to where I'm at now, my first showing is like, oh, look, beautiful house, enough room for you and your family. Now my showings are like, I got to see that roof. Let's see what that oh, roof yeah. looks like. I got to go check the expiration date yeah. on that AC. I got to... I'm gonna walk around all the floors, make sure there's no bubbles in the floors. Now, yeah, now I'm like a home improvement guy. I'm like, yep. Tim the Tool Taylor. Yep. Right, you know? and then there's little things like this. Like, oh, I mean, it's not a, even a little thing, but you know, obviously, COVID is a big, it's a big thing. Is a learning. Does the house have COVID? <laughs> yeah, that's a learning. Has it been tested for COVID? Yeah, but then before was football season. So football seasons, people don't want to. You know, there's certain folks that don't want to go out on a Saturday and Sunday because they get their weekends planned just for football, mm-hmm. right? But the wives want to go out, but the husbands want to watch football. So it's like, all right, so you just they delay stuff, right? Then you go into the holiday seasons, which we're, we're in now. Uh, oh, and don't forget the hurricane seasons in there oh, somewhere yeah. in Southwest Florida. <laughs> yeah. So you know what weather plays a factor in it, and then uh, then you have the the holiday season, and it's like okay, well, we don't want to move. We want to go up north because we like the cold and we like holidays and Christmas, especially if, if you're from the Midwest. Um, we don't want to put you know we don't want to move now during this time period. So then the agents have to get extra creative to try to sell something um, during the during the holidays and get people excited. Um, and then you have elections, by the way, which we just had. So it's like, oh, you know, is it Biden? Is it Trump or whatever? See, like I'm not even thinking of these things. Yeah, exactly, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you ha- they, they, they matter, those things matter. Southern exposure, is it on a lake, is it on a golf, it's, it was my neighbor, you know. There's so much that plays into somebody's decision to buy something and then the sellers, the agents have to be on top of it if they they have to be knowledgeable for these types of things um, to get them and then it's like okay well uh, you know somebody who might be under contract right now might make a mistake and go buy a car for their significant other mm-hmm. yeah. and then all of a sudden that wasn't factored into your your you're getting approved yeah. and then all of a sudden now you don't approve because your credit is bad because you went and bought so I just bought a brand new Range Rover for your wife for Christmas. Yeah, uh, yeah the house is not going to be. <laughs> you over leverage, right? And then there's people who are waiting for, you know, the first part of the year. Uh, usually it's the second week, and then we get into our season here in Southwest Florida. So I can understand exactly where you're coming from, and um, I'm excited for you because real estate isn't for everybody. What it is is it's a stepping stone 
for more, um, whether you want to start your own business, whether you have a job on the side, whether you're a bartender or a server or something, you make that extra income, but you do a deal here and there. And now all of a sudden, yeah, you're living paycheck to paycheck or tip to tip, but now you got a deal done, you get an extra 10 grand in the bank and you always want to start a t-shirt company mm -hmm. or a film company or a, this company or that company. That's where it's very impactful. So as long as somebody going into it understands that's what they're going after, now they get that extra 10 to 15, 20 grand, depending on the deal, um, to to put into another business that they may otherwise want to, that they have their passion for and love. So real estate doesn't have to be your passion. It just, it's an experience in itself. You learn something more. Um, it's a great leveraging tool, great stepping stone. And I think that... Um, I, I think everybody should dabble in a little bit just to see. You don't have to love it. My first job, I didn't love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it paid the bills. So, I mean, even if, if even if it's just a kind of a pastime or a hobby on the side, you want to bartend, it's paying your bills, your bartending, whatever. You're living paycheck to paycheck or family, you know, tip to tip for your family and your, and your friends. <clears throat> then you get your extra 10 grand, you close one deal, you've got a heck of a freaking vacation that you can go on Amen. if that's all you want to do why not so anyway transitioning into Cora film and by the way your bi your biography didn't say have your last name it did not I believe okay well we maybe, maybe it did I have to look at it again but you know my my whole understanding has always been under uh Cora film and and so did it? Yeah, it did. Ah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I failed you here a little bit. My apologies. My apologies. We can never be English teachers. We're, we're not that great at reading. It's okay. You know, and hey, look, we took a podcasting on a random on a oh, whim yeah. too. So we're, I mean, we're we're going on. I think uh, this will be 29th episode, but at the same time, like we we just like to riff and we like to have a good time and and get the the story, your story in this case, out there for folks. And I think it's a very impactful one and a positive one because. When you first showed up on my radar, you know, um, we we were working with another uh, film and videography company, um, and a lot of agents do, and that's great. That's their profession mm -hmm. is strictly. So you remember the Instagram message I sent you in January? Last January? I mean, this January? No, not even January. No, it was it was, it was May, May, not January. Was I was May. gonna say it was May. Pre-COVID, I mean, I was things were different. No, it was May. It was in May. Okay. Well, um, was it was it before so, was it before Andrew before Real was, Producers? Yeah, it was. It was before Andrew. Mm -hmm. Was for real huh. pre Real Producers. I guess we'll get into that soon too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I mean, re remind me, cause uh, look, I won't. I won't say that I haven't gotten a ton of DMs or or whatever, whatever. I don't even have no, that so, many so followers. I make this. Okay. I lived in Dallas actually last year from December to to uh, yeah to May. And I, that was my first time out of the house. So yes, everybody listening, I'm a, I'm a baby. I'm an infant to you guys. But I, I left, went to Dallas. My, Are you calling us old? No, I'm just saying everybody <laughs> has like a nickname for me. They're like, oh, you're 20? Wow, you're my kid. You're my little baby. I'm like, all right, well, let's get to work. Let's stop marveling at my age. Um, and so, yeah, I moved to Dallas. My buddy's a realtor out there. And so I was like, you know what? We're going to go Ryan Serhant and create vlogs for you. And I did that. But then COVID hit. And I was out of a job because I was doing freelance video work here and there and I wasn't really taking it seriously. So when I came back here to move back in with my parents, I decided, you know what, I got to sit down and I have to really um, take this seriously. If I want this as a full-time job, I have to act like it is. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started Core Film. Um, 
And the name behind that, obviously, nobody could pronounce Cora, you know? Cora and film. So that's uh, what my forte was, was in video. So what I did was, as I sat down, I went through Facebook and Instagram, and I messaged a ton of people, and you guys included. So I was going through my index of people, obviously, since I was doing real estate, I knew who everybody was. And on Facebook, you don't really have to know anybody. You just, boom, add friends. So I had a bunch of other realtors that I was friends with. And so that was my way of generating leads for the month of May. Who, just, who, who taught you that, by the way? So it was Gary Vee? Gary Vee. Ah. Gary Vee, yes. Um, which is why I love the, the podcast. Well, you said you kind of just, you, you went on, uh, you know, just you jumped right into it. And I love that. And I love hearing stories like that. And that's pretty much what Gary Vee preaches. I don't agree with everything he says, but right. the fact of following your passion is, is that's why I am here today. Right. So real estate was not a passion of mine. Like I said, I, I'll still continue in it in the future. But when I really was honest with myself and wanting to make video my full-time job, and I did it and pursued that passion, I took the sacrifices to get to where I am. The same thing with you guys. I think that that that's amazing. So yeah. So I, I Gary Vee taught me going that. You know, for all the no's you're gonna get, all you need is one yes. Mm -hmm. And that one yes was real producers. So okay. I don't know if I'm gonna jump into that. Yeah, so I messaged Andrew Regenhard, who's been on the show before. Love Andrew, consider him a mentor of mine, amazing man. And so I messaged him saying, "Looking, are you looking for a uh, videographer? I, I filmed one event of Dallas Real Producers when I was in Texas. And you know, he said, all right, let's hop on a Zoom call and we talked and boom, the rest is history. And so I started making videos for Real Producers and I, I really do have to attribute a lot to where I am today to Andrew. He will say no, I'll probably listen to this or not, but just that one yes was what helped me elevate to where I am now. All the people that I've been meeting and working with, and I, anybody listening who's my age too, that was all you need to do. Is you need to sit down, go through all those no's, because you know, through musical theater, speech and debate, you get a lot of no's, you get a lot of losses, rejection, and that's pretty much I'm used to it by now. So yeah. it was just sending message, phone calls, emailing, same thing I did as a real estate agent and what you guys do, um, cold calling and all that good stuff, to the point where all you need is one yes. Which is phenomenal, man, because honestly, um, you know, quite the difference. I'm 36 now, and, and uh, Ricky, you're 32? 32. 32? I didn't think about it, too. <laughs> How old am I? You're already losing your memory? Is that what happened? Wait till you get 30. Wait till you get 30. All right. So, but at, at the we'll same... We'll come back in 10 years and do it again. At, at, the, at the same token, like, uh, the the whole thing with... with entrepreneurism is that like even for me when I was younger when I was in my 20s and I told you I was I moved down here in 2005 somewhere just before Wilma and Katrina and all that other crap um, I knew that in Michigan that's what that wasn't what I wanted to do now I was 20 then I had no passion I just knew that this wasn't for me um, experimenting and figuring things out I think some of the things that I, I love about what you're talking about in your story is the fact that you know, things had progressed to a degree. You have all these outlets, podcasts, you have uh, YouTube, you've got Instagram, you've got mm -hmm. Snapchat, you've got TikTok, you have all these different things and you're only 20 years old but you realize this stuff at an early age that you can get out there to get in front of a certain person like Andrew Regner. And I'm sure he told you his story. Andrew, like we, we interviewed Denny Grimes. Denny Grimes point blank told us like Andrew came to me and was like and he was like I just think this is a terrible idea mm -hmm. and he's like this I was wrong for that um, and now look at us we're in this this amazing home um, for the VIP the, the introduction event for 
real producers. And now Andrew has done all these other things. Like Andrew's not that old either. I think he just, he's either 29, 30 years old, but he had to get to a certain place and all of his military background and his pilot background, he had to find something because you have to look within yourself what you want to do. I didn't get to Doors Open Connect until I was 34, 33, 34. And even then, like, <clears throat> there was a bunch of no and now when I look at it I'm like wow you know fast forward we're here we're, we have all these different things I got Ricky with me I've got a great group of people with me which is separate from strictly real estate we're able to do this and interview you um, to figure out more about your story and where you're from and I think taking those chances if you don't do it man I spent 15 years in hospitality just loathing it just mm hating every minute. I got good. I was good at it, but there was no passion there. Mm -hmm. um, I learned a lot of stuff, which I took to me, uh, took to the real estate career, but I wasn't, I wasn't passionate and there was no upside to it. And the things that I thought were something weren't, you know? Um, so I, I admire you for taking this chance this early and you should, everybody should, especially after COVID. I mean, COVID just wiped out careers and wiped out hospitality. We're 70% hospitality here in Naples, Florida yeah. or more. And what do you do when you don't have a, a job or you don't have a restaurant? That's what you counted on for tips and this and that. I'm definitely lucky that with video, it didn't stop for COVID, especially if anything, it helped. Because right. if, it, if, it, if anything it was turning, becoming online through video and social media, then I got a lot of people coming my way. So it kind of worked out for the, not for the better, obviously, but in any situation, you know, you gotta make the best of it. But that talent that you have, I mean, it really stands out because it's the creative thing. So I have a brother, I have a brother, he went to the Art Institute of Chicago for video and production. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to get this guy down here for years yeah. to work with me to, to get introduced to real estate. Mm -hmm. Now I've, I've grown to the fact that this is never gonna happen. He's- He likes it, the cold? Uh, no, I mean, he's married now and he just has uh, things in Chicago and as you probably know in the film industry, he's worked on several sets mm -hmm. uh, for different companies and Netflix and all this, but um, now a lot of those places went to Canada because of the restrictions because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And again, I throw a little line out there for him like, hey man, dude, your talent, because I've seen some of his videos and his work and his art, um, but um it's hard to get people to change and make those sacrifices when they're comfortable. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. when they're not comfortable. When people are not comfortable, like they will do it just to get by. And it's like, I mean, he, he I mean, I mean, he was probably in $130,000, $140,000 worth of student loan debt. And he went back to Michigan to work security for $12 an hour and live in a basement. So for me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I'm not going to you know kill him on that but i understand why sometimes people just do what they do because they are comfortable he you know he was there he wanted to be there for for some of my family members my mom included that was sick and you know but you realize that you're working more and you're not doing any of that you'll never pay that yeah. kind of debt down and and then we went back to chicago and he's still trying to he was on a video set and he's, he's still trying to get back into it but you know COVID has control over the whole thing except for in southwest florida yeah. so I just I just went to New Hampshire this past weekend and oh my lanta it is like communism land over there like we had to wear masks you know the six feet of, and I was not used to it obviously being in Naples so right. it's like I couldn't even walk into a store without a mask or people giving me the stank eye because I wasn't wearing a mask 
They was make they kicked a guy off our plane because he wouldn't wear the mask. Like it was crazy. Wow. We just heard one the other day from Pencil. A uh, guy was from Pennsylvania, and he's like, you know, he had money. He came oh, he came man. to the car show at the Ultimate Garage thing, and he, he you know he couldn't get it. You know, some of the stuff, I mean, I don't want to get into too too much, but I was just at the Hard Rock Casino on Monday, and the thing was, if you're smoking a cigarette, so, okay, so it's like security, it's like airline security when you walk into this mm-hmm. place. So you have to have a Wait, mask. Which one, the one in Hollywood? Tampa. Tampa, okay. But I'm assuming they don't have the same. Yeah. So I walk into this, they've got a line into it. You have to have a mask. They'll give you a mask, which is fine, but it's almost like security checkpoint at, a, at what it used to be at an airline. So then you get in, they actually have mass police walking around in there. Mass police. If you're smoking a cigarette and you're blowing smoke, something that's like the third or fourth, I don't even know, it's, it's the top leading, leading cause in deaths. 180,000 people die a year from cigarette smoke. Now is that from, is that is that America or is that? That's America. So world, you know what I mean? Secondhand smoke. You can blow smoke in somebody's face mm-hmm. and smoke a cigarette, and you don't need to wear a mask. But if you're not wearing a mask, you don't have a cigarette or a drink in your hand, which again, alcohol is another <laughs> big factor. You you gotta you gotta wear your mask. So the whole thing was like, what? Well, well didn't you hear when you're at restaurants and you sit down, COVID's not allowed to come in. So you can take your mask off when you eat. But when you leave, then it's it's allowed in. Right. Well, you that, got, no. that, that's why when I walk through the front door now, I crouch to my seat. Yeah. I'm like at this level, I can't, it can't get, get you. It's, it's just <laughs> look. I will go. I'll get on board. But the thing is, like, common sense. I mean, that's that's ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. But the the whole thing is, Southwest Florida. Um, you know, the governor uh, DeSantis, whatever. Um, you know, I don't agree with everything the guy does or you know whatever. You know, he wants to do, but. He's not gonna lock us down. We have some. We have over a thousand people a day moving to Flor- South South Florida or Florida in general. Um, that's a real statistic. And when you're gonna do the communism thing up north, everybody's gonna come here. You might as well jump in <clears throat> to whatever, whether it's video, whether it's uh, film, whether it's whatever you want to do. But now our our we're at the highest freaking the what do you call it the Medium uh, income, like uh, I mean, as uh, far as um, housing, yeah, like we're we're right there. I mean, everybody's kind of expecting a little bit of a pullback and a and a uh, a drop, but housing. I mean, mm-hmm. people want to move here, and the inventory is way low. So, at the end of the day, people are going to keep coming here, and I'm not, you know, not I don't. Complaining. I'm not complaining as a real estate agent. I'm not complaining in, in our business. Doors open, connect. And the platform and bringing people together and real estate agents not complaining and film and video there's so much more to go around if everybody if you're talented and you can get in and you can do the the 100 uh the 99 no's mm-hmm. with the one yes you're gonna get people like uh, andrew reganard um who also was told no so many times yeah. uh, patrick dearborn who was also told no so many times and then you're able to get your stuff your experience and get your shine the way that it is because some of the videos that you've done, <clears throat> most of them that I've seen lately, are on another level. It's not. It's something that I always wanted to have with my brother, which was bringing a lifestyle to a property mm-hmm. and selling the, the lifestyle around yeah. the property um, and making it fun yeah. versus stale. Yeah. Um, there's so many people doing the same thing where it's just it's video. It's make you know if they're going to touch on that. It was in, in the beginning we talked about uh, Joe Pavich's broker open. So I filmed that event. Mm-hmm, right. So there will be a video on that one coming out soon for anybody who missed that. 
Um, but to touch on your point of like why I believe they're different is, you know, everybody has a system and a way of doing things. And right. like you said in the beginning of being comfortable, I'm not bashing anybody who is, you know, has something and they do the same thing. But once you have a system in place, it's really hard to, or you have expectations from whatever industry you're in. So me coming into it brand new, I, I didn't really have any limitations or people telling me how a real estate video is supposed to be made right. or how you know a property tour, or a client testimony, or how it's supposed to be made. Like, I didn't have an instruction sheet or how to do that. So it was like, how can I make these? And let's be honest, a property tour of a house, unless it's a multi-million dollar house and it's beautiful, it, they can be pretty boring to mm -hmm. sit through and watch. So I had to think, how do I make mine stand out? And how do I make them entertaining? And that's pretty much, I feel like, the flavor that I was, you know, uh, able to put into these videos when I make them. Because I would, I would have to say that, especially in real estate, my videos are pretty unorthodox when it comes to that. And I think that's why they do stand out. Because so I, I believe, I believe, videography, just like music, acting, it, it takes an eye for it, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So I have a question for you. I was, I was thinking about this. I was like, so what was the movie, or maybe band, that made you say, you know, this is what I want to do? Huh, huh. There's got to be one of them where you're like, I want to do that. Hmm. That's a difficult question because there's different. Okay, okay, I do have the movie, and I might get I might get canceled for this, but Mel Gibson is one of my biggest cinematic inspirations. Uh, aside from the man in yeah, forget all personal the, forget stuff. all the cancel yeah, forget all yeah. that crap. But his I especially so my first I'll put, my first rated R movie that I was allowed to see was Braveheart, oh, and so that's wow. a heavy hitting movie for your first R rated movie. How, how old were you watching? I was fifteen. Okay, watched it with my dad. He's like, you watch Braveheart? I'm like, <laughs> that's ever that's ever that's evergreen though i could watch that i've watched it a thousand <laughs> oh, times and all-time favorite movie I, that's the, the only movie in the patriot oh yeah okay so in speech and debate i actually did patriot as one of my uh, speeches so they had different categories one of them was called an open interpretation and it was pretty much like a 10 minute skit right so you would take the book and i would find the book of the movie and then i have to cut it and find different parts of it to make a 10 minute really condense it in 10 minutes and so I, I performed the Patriot, and I, I you know, did the oh, whole like scene. What was the part in the Patriot that uh, you performed? I did no, I did the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing. Like okay, so and I, that's another thing I would have to attest. Speech and debate helped me with video is one of the limits. You had a, you had a ten minute limit to tell a three and a half hour movie, mm. pretty much. So going through all that through high school, it really helped me doing video. I'm like, all right, I only have one minute, or only have two minutes to make this as entertaining as possible and also get a message across or also make this house beautiful and sell it. Like every time I sit down with a client, I ask them, right, what's your goal with this video? Like, what are you trying to achieve with it? And they're like, I don't know, I just want a video. I'm like, no, you have to have a reason for making it or it's just gonna be, you know, you're gonna be wasting your money on me making a video. Right. Um, but going back, I, I did Braveheart too, I just thought about it as a speech. So I did the whole freedom and I bent my back <laughs> over and everybody in the hallway would be like, who's doing Braveheart? Because I, I would scream at the top of my lungs doing that freedom scene when he's being gutted over. But. Dude, co composer music, that's one of my favorite, my my secret hobbies is just- Hans Zimmer, Danny Elfman. Oh God, Hans Zimmerman, uh, Craig Armstrong, all of them, Gladiator. Who, wait, Star Wars guy, John Williams. John Williams, yeah, he also did, uh, he did e. Perfect Rassi Storm. Or, oh, Perfect Storm. No, no, that was James oh, Horner. Okay. James Horner did Perfect Storm. Gotcha. But, okay. but I was, I was, but I know who you're talking about with John Williams. And then like, uh, yeah, Gladiator, uh, the Freedom One. Braveheart, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I know who did Braveheart. I don't know. Uh, Braveheart was. Uh, it was some other guy. But I love that music. I'll just play it randomly. My friends are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just like to sit down and listen to the Braveheart soundtrack. Don't, don't judge me. Thomas Newman, maybe. A Road to Perdition was Thomas Newman. Okay. Road to Perdition. 
Um, another big one was, uh, oh, I was just thinking of it, man. Second favorite movie is Dark Knight. Just putting it out there. Dark oh, Knight. Wow. Dark Knight. Was that that's the one with uh, Joker, Heath Ledger? Yeah. Ledger. So Amazing. that's Joker, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I agree. I agree. Second favorite movie. Oh, Shawshank Redemption. Okay, yeah. All that right. movie is amazing. Yeah. All right. I've only to watch it a hundred times in school, but... <laughs> Shawshank Redemption was great, man. Every time it came out, I'm like, yeah. So, I, 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 I grew up in a pretty, I would say, sheltered home. I wouldn't say sheltered, but I was homeschooled, to put that out there. So, I, I went to a private school from, you know, birth to, not birth, but, you know, a little kid to about third grade. So, from third grade to high school, I was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't, I wouldn't say sheltered, but once I turned 17, was pretty much, I went... I want to watch all the movies I was not allowed to see when I grew up. So all these movies you're listing was when I was allowed to watch them. The, the ones I weren't allowed to see, but then I was, was like the freaky ones, like Aliens, <laughs> Chucky, you know, Predator and all those kind. But nah, man, um, I'm, the, in, the background, obviously you're a creative and I, I love the, the enthusiasm and the, the creativity that you bring to it, especially every film. When you did the one just recently for the football team, uh, which football team was that? FBA. Um, FBA Lions. FBA. When you dropped the ball out of a helicopter and you did the the running in, and I mean, goodness, that that's powerful stuff, man. And that's exactly what Southwest Florida needs because there's only three. When I and I've been in real estate for a while now. I mean, I'm not. I haven't been here 20, 30 years, but I've seen a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the three that stand out obviously would be La Casa Tours, um, and then Derek. I don't even know whose videographer is Derek. Uh, Derek Gregory. Yeah. Gregory. He's just stupid funny over the top. Yeah, shout and out Derek, I love you. Yeah, I think I think Derek just <laughs> yeah. released a new video. I can't wait to see it. But guy is funny and entertaining. But he came across a lot of the same things that we all did, which was he was making money, but he wasn't happy, and he was kind of like, "Well, I hate real estate." But what can I do to like be better and mm-hmm. and go more towards my heart and what I'm into? Because yeah. he's obviously a creative and he loves to make funny content. Now look where it's pushed in. And I think like that alone was a risk of him doing that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and I'm all about taking risks. Like, absolutely. You guys take a risk with this podcast. I took a risk doing video. He takes a risk making funny content all the time. But And I think that's why a lot of times you see people who don't pursue their passions and not willing to take the risk. They're scared. They're afraid yeah. of what people think. I'm... Again, 30, you know, going on 36, I can't say I've been through everything, but I've been through a lot of it. And you just, you analyze certain things and it's kind of like, look, just push, you know, one thing will lead to another, you know, whether, hey, look, this podcast could completely fail. It hasn't so far. We're at 29 episodes. People really appreciate it. We're doing live events. We're doing charities. We're involved in in the community, the network. We're having talks, sit downs with the, uh, with Nabar and the Matrix. We're, you know, we created an app, which was a big risk. Um, It was... Uh, the biggest risk um, and it was kind of like look we have to you, what, you got one life man mm-hmm. you wake up tomorrow and I think it's like when you get really in your head about it with other other people around you like big shout out to my parents for not sending me to a public or other private school because I didn't have that you know not mob mentality but I didn't have a whole school of people like looking down on you or judging you I think that's a big testament to why I am the way because I didn't have people judging you or looking at me because I tried something new so, you know, getting my real estate license when I was 18, not going to college, all my friends were like, why aren't you going to college, man? Like, what, what, what are you doing? You're not going to be successful. You're not going to do this. I'm like, well, it's a risk I'm willing to take. 
And, and the same thing with, with video. I, I did a little podcast dump a little bit. Everybody's like, why are you making a podcast? It didn't live very long, but anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it's just all about taking that risk to pursue your passion. Same thing with, um, with you know, when you said Danny Grimes said, that's not a good idea. With all the people that were telling me that this is not a good idea, it didn't really phase me because, you know, I was used to it. Well, not only that, but, you know, n not to knock them, but where, what, what are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody likes to be, there's a, so many, there's, there's a lot of people who like to be safe. You're a little bit outside of that because you weren't there for the exactly the industry age that we were. It was I I, I want to say that it was even more difficult for us because it's kind of like white picket. You know, you grow up, oh, yeah. get a job, get a career. White picket fence. Yeah. Uh, this gentleman's from Michigan. He knows. Shout out Jason helping film this. Jason's here. He's helping us film this, but he's from Michigan. Just relocated four months, yeah. but he knows the kind of the thought process. I can go back tomorrow. And the guys that were bagging groceries, the same aside me in Michigan, are still in the grocery store, and they're still blaming the government and yeah. and all these well, things. Well, it's still actually, I would say, it's a practice. It's a very new concept of right. not going to college and being an entrepreneur. And I think the same thing what you said, uh, Ricky, with the having an eye for creative. I think it's the same thing for having an eye as an entrepreneur. Right. Like because I could, you know. People don't think, I think, the same way an entrepreneur does think of, I could turn this into a product or I could sell this service or I, you know, call these many people for all the no's, I'm going to get one yes. People, mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people think like that. No. Because if they did, we'd have, you know, way more realtors, way more people doing what we do now. And I'm like, not to bash them, but there is a certain type of person that does what we do. But what, did, what, what, did, what did COVID teach us? Safe is not exactly that safe. You know how oh, many yeah. I, I if if I didn't take the risk of coming back from Fort Lauderdale, I was offered two promotions. I was going to be the general manager. My GM was retiring within the year and he literally put me in the office and he said, "Look, this is yours if you want it." Hmm. And I said, "Yeah, I was, you know, I wanted out of that lifestyle. I didn't want to leave home at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock when the sun is coming up, dealing with a bunch of drunks and all kinds of stuff." Mm -hmm. um, and I said, you know, I got with Josh and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this jump and make this risk. I transferred with the company. Um, I kept my salary. This now was it, before COVID. Yeah, this was before COVID. And I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't safe. I kept the salary. I did it what I did, but I had my experience from applying these other places um, and the management experience. I've, I've been able to manage 40 plus employees and I would have had a great, nice, comfortable salary over there in Fort Lauderdale on the beach. However, fast forward. I took that risk and it, it hasn't been glamorous. There's been some really trying times in there, a year, two years, three years, whatever, since this whole thing happened. But that position, that whole staff during COVID got fired basically in a text message slash, uh, they used the company, uh, they used this uh, scheduling platform. Or chat or whatever it was. It was like uh, schedule fly. Yeah. They said, just go look for another job. Oh. They said that to managers and people who've been to a company for 20 years. So that would have been me. They said it to the GM. They took a partner's keys from him. And like he was, he'd been with the company for, <laughs> he's a partner in the thing. They bought him out, but they took it like he was going to steal the, so my, my point is if I had stayed and not taken the risk that I did, I wouldn't have sold over six, $7 million worth of properties and I wouldn't have uh, an app, I wouldn't have the community, yeah, I wouldn't the network, I wouldn't have you, I wouldn't have a podcast, I wouldn't have all these things. Now, have they all paid me handsomely? No, but I enjoy what I'm doing. I love it. I love listening to your experience and what you have. Um, I love 
uh, Rick Story. Um, you know, we just we have a guy that just he died five years ago today or four years ago today, literally died, and then he just sold 120. Wait, are we talking about Tyler? Yeah, Tyler. I filmed a video for Tyler. Yeah. I just got I was on the phone before I walked in here, Tyler. His story is amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. We're gonna probably get him we're gonna try to get him on the podcast, but man, he died. Like yeah. and so I mean, we I guess we can't go to that level, but fifty cent died, you know what I mean? Nine times he, this guy was shot and now he's a he's a big superstar. I'm not saying that you need to be a big superstar, but the thing is you start to not not challenge death and the, the social but challenge the social norm. And find your creativity, find what you love, take the risk. Yeah. You're 20 years old. You can still go back to college. Yeah. You I, can still, you still could do what you want to do. Uh, I mean, or or you can get, you know, if the social pressure, you get beat up too much, you can be like, all right. Well, the way I, the way I did look at college, because I did have to think about it. I wanted to go to college, but I, at this point, I only know because all my friends were going. Right. That's why I wanted to go. Yeah. But after the fact of where I am now, I realized... You know, college does have its place. I can't say that, like, college is bad because I wouldn't. I did in the beginning because I was like, oh, my friends are going to college. I'm not, therefore, college is bad. I, I wouldn't say that now. Um, the way I looked at it is you're going to college for a reason. You're going there to study something. You're going there to get a degree, a certification to show to an employer I am qualified right. for this job, so give me a salary. And I didn't want a salary. I'm going to be my own boss. So I would be going to college. I know people say, oh, you get great experiences. You can do internships and make connections through it. But then I look at where I'm at now. I'm like, I didn't need. I don't need a certification to show myself and give myself a salary, and then show other people I'm qualified to do this, where my work speaks for it in and of itself. Yeah, Kobe. And so, okay. So, and now again, because of COVID, we're realizing how much of a scam most of college is. Now, college and education is important, mm -hmm. but educate yourself and what you want to learn. Yeah, you're going to be a doctor, an engineer, electrician, go to college. Do it. That. Pilot, yeah. do it. I don't but, want my pilot, my plane pilot. My but how many people go, <laughs> it's a, Elon Musk says it, I mean, how many, how many people go, it's a, it's an, it's an experience. Sure. You might meet your wife there. Mm -hmm. Your wife who... Are you telling me I'm not going to be my wife because I didn't go to college? No. She, <laughs> you would have met your wife there and she would have most likely got you to buy the stuff that you didn't, you couldn't afford with your student loans <laughs> on top of that, everything. And I'll buy that Range Rover for Christmas and you, you can't afford the house. You buy the Range Rover, you got the house, you have the kids, then she takes all of it from you. Oh, well, now I'm depressed. <laughs> wow. I, I'm just going to pack it. At this point, you hey, you're your own boss. You can you can control and dictate these types of scenarios because you don't need to fit in with the social norms. Uh, somebody like that would have wanted that. They would have wanted you to be in college, whatever. They're not talking about the the debt hanging. How many times you switched? Uh, you know, you're think about this. We're asking kids at 16, 17 years old, 18 years old, to know what they want for the rest mm -hmm. of their lives. Yeah. How, I mean, that's, and then they say that college is where you find that out, but no, you have to drop 40k a year if you want to figure out then, what you want to do. And when you switch your when you switch uh, majors, then all of a sudden you switch your major that costs you another 40 grand. You got to do it all over again. Yep. For what? I think like it, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, 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 well, I was gonna say shout out again to my parents. I, I I can't give them enough credit because a lot of kids, people might too. I'm still guilty of this every now and then, but don't look at their parents as all right. I don't want to make the same mistakes that they made. And so my parents will tell you like they went into you know they took loans and they went into a lot of debt and they just recently I have to say maybe like five years five or ten years ago maybe that they just now paid off their debt. And the one thing they tell me is don't go into debt. 
don't do it. No. And I'm going to take that advice to heart and you not should. go into debt. Absolutely, because it's ridiculous. And and now you now you have to learn this same crap on a computer screen. So you now you're not getting that college experience in the oh, dorm yeah. room. All my friends, oh my goodness, just to hear them, oh, I hate this. I came all the way. And, the, and people who it's their first year, they only went through one semester, and now it's all online. I think there's only, I don't want to misquote this, but there's a couple like, million dollars in lawsuits of students against colleges because they're not going to class they're not getting what they signed up for and they're still paying the college it's not even like you get the covid discount they're still paying full <laughs> price for online schooling oh, yeah. and they're not learning it ain't gonna change you don't and you're gonna have to learn crap you're just memorizing shit that you won't need to know period in the profession you know i mean it's there's nothing better than experience. What you did was you decided not to do that. You got hands-on. You got a camera. You learned it on your own through your own interest, through your own heart, through your own passion. And you decided this is what I like to do. And by the way, it shows because in your work through the football videos, through the VIP event um, for the Southwest Florida and, and Real Producers. It all connects. It all connects. It, 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 everything it, I've done has come from the people I've met and, and I've worked with. And you keep meeting them. And now everybody, now Cynthia, you just did the Brokers Open there. Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick always is going to want you at stuff. We want you at stuff. Um, and so uh, it's going to continue to blossom for you, especially in this market. Of course, take advantage of that. You're Instead of going into a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt you're going to end up making somewhere around a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in profit and learn your passion and experience and learn how to navigate the realities of of life and in our social uh area here in, in southwest florida and I, so, I don't know if i like said this in the beginning but core film is a video production not video is a production company because right. i started out with just video that's my forte so i started out with just real estate and that was my goal of you know, I'm only going to do real estate video because that's what I know and that's what I'm good at and it's consistent work. Never did I in a million years think that I would be on a high school football field filming football games. Mm -hmm. Never did I think I was going to be filming weddings, uh, events, or any of that because that was not what I was going to do. That's not what I had planned. But I could have easily said, no, I don't know how to film football games, find somebody else to do it. But I decided just with the same thing with video, I don't know how to film this, but I'm going to figure it out. And that's what I've, you know, that's pretty much been my philosophy. I'm going to figure it out. So, so... Let's take it back a little, little, little further. Um, when you're doing the Broadway stuff, were you actually like in your head watching the film stuff, like studying what they're doing, or were you more focused on like the acting part, the the, the Broadway part? I was definitely. Can you like rephrase the question? Like, am I like was I more like? Focused were, were, on were you the, were you paying attention to what they were doing with the camera stuff, or were you more? Oh, like, focused I get what on, you're like, saying. I get what you're saying. Stuff? I was. I definitely wanted to be a Broadway actor growing up. Like, I have so many home videos of me, you know, throwing on little plays for my parents in the living room. So uh, musical theater was what I was really going for. So I watched a ton of videos of singers dancing and acting. Um, but when I turned about 13, 12, like in my middle school years, when I got into doing like college short films. So I lived in Miami, I grew up in Miami. Mm -hmm. So I would do college short films for um, film majors at, at University of Miami. So I did a couple of those. So it was cool to see like the cameras. Like I remember um, they were shooting with the same camera they used to shoot The Hobbit. And I'm a huge Lord of the Rings Hobbit fan. So I'm doing the film like, oh, that's the same camera we used to, or they used to film The Hobbit, freaking out. Like, oh, this is so cool. And I think that was when I was like, uh, I did a couple commercials and seeing the sets and the cameras, I thought it was so cool, but it was so intimidating. They're like, I'm just going to stick to being behind the camera because you got to go to college for this stuff. Right. So that's what I thought. So, so no, no chance of just still doing Broadway? <sighs> let's just say I was a lot cuter as a kid 
Let's just say that. I'll show you some pictures. Nah, after, man. I had, the, I had the, the child actor face. Definitely don't have it anymore. I've seen some of the pictures in, in film that he's been with these these gorgeous women, these, these young girls. Wait, are you talking about me? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, let's... lately. Eh. Hey, you know. So has, has anybody approached you to do like... Um, like a like a teaser for Netflix or something like that. No, um, I definitely um, I can't attribute most of it of success to me because I had a lot of friends who were already in the video world. Like I have uh, one of my friends who's a wedding videographer full time. He's I think he's like twenty one or twenty two. He had like one of his videos was featured by People Magazine. Um, my friend who I grew up with making home videos with like little movies. He went out, he lives in North Carolina now, and he does, he has his own video production company too. And he asked me, hey, do you wanna come out and help me with the shoot since like, you like doing it? And I did, and so once I saw how he did it, I was like, I can do this too. So looking at all my friends, because I have tons of people who do the video stuff too, and that's pretty much what said, I, I can do this too. If they can do it, I can do it. But no, no one's uh, approached me yet for a Netflix teaser. That would be really cool though, um, yeah. So I know you, got, you get your hand in a bunch of different cookie jars. Um, would making movies be something that you want to like? Oh, trust me. You me really want to get into? Me and my friends have talked about, um, or colleagues, whatever you want to call them, have definitely talked about uh, making short films or little things like that because we could definitely make a short film and make it, you know, high quality, good production, and then enter in a, you know, film festival. That's a pretty big venture. Um, I do know that I don't want to. I don't want to go into like the movie industry per se. Like I don't want to make an Avengers movie or something. It would be cool to be on the set, but. There's so many ladders you have to climb to get to that point, and, and, and people you got to say yes to, and the, it was for the exact same reason I got out of that world. I don't want to get into it. So I got a question for you, and I got a proposal. Oh no! Okay. Who's your favorite director? Ooh, director? Yeah. It's a difficult question. Oh, I know. There's a lot of good ones. I would definitely. Right now, I, I still I, I still have to go back to to Mel Gibson because yeah. not only was he a director, he was also an actor, yeah. Yeah. and I feel like. That's that's me because I can just as easily jump in front of the camera and be behind it. And you think so? You're so you're saying that gave him like the leg up where he, yes, that's he definitely. Was in front and of and the there's camera. multiple. There's other obviously directors who act and and direct as well. But you know him because he made these like he, he he you know he came up he went through all the the schooling and stuff. But he did this. But it wasn't like he was an actor first and then progressed. He said no, I'm gonna make a film. I'm gonna direct it. And I'm also gonna be in it. And I think that's what's really cool because you see tons of actors today who direct their own movies and they're. I don't think they're any good. Right. And so, um, yeah, that, he's definitely one I think John Favreau is really great. Oh, yeah. He's amazing, too. He can be in movies and... He, I didn't even think of him. He directs, I mean, The Mandalorian, right? Yeah, he's hilarious. Great. I love him. And so he, here's he's my, canceled. No, no, don't cancel him. Just because Baby Yoda ate some eggs. Come on. Man. Wait, wait, I haven't... Oh, wait, no, I did see that episode. I haven't seen the fourth one. Don't Okay, I'm not going to say anything about that, but you should already know about the cancel thing because that's, that's in the past, a week ago. Um... So anyway, I got a proposal for you. Have you seen this short film? It's with the um, Island Group guys. Um, it's it's called Seven Days in Hell. I it's like a it's so. like a forty minute uh, video, and it's about like a you got to watch it. It's hilarious. It's a tennis thing where they okay. go back and forth, and um, so Josh and I have this idea. Wait, is it is it is it funny? Yeah. Wait, I think I have. It's, it's like hilarious. a guy on the other side of the water, like yelling at each other. Yeah. 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 That. So funny. it's it's hilarious. So Josh and I have this idea that I always I always talk rap to him all the time about golf. Like I'm, I'm always like, man, I can beat you in golf. 
I obviously can't. He's better than me. Mm-hmm. But I, I play each week trying to get better. But each time I get done playing, I'm like, man, I, I can beat you in golf. I can beat you in golf. So here's my proposal. Okay. Trash talker, like a true, spoken like a true Chicago Bears fan. <laughs> can we like special effects and big golfing skills on you? So no, what we want to do is we want to do sort of the similar thing to Seven Days in Hell, um, where it's kind of like, part of it's like the sit down interview thing. And then you see us out on the golf course. And we have this like little story where, where Josh is like, He'd grown up since a small child of just being in, in private schools and golf courses, and I've kind of been like the, the rowdy outcast and all of it. <laughs> the and rowdy I, outcast. Yeah, where, where I learned how to golf, you know, like with a stick and a, and a rock or something like that, something crazy, and all of a sudden, um, you know, we go out and golf, and he's he's beating me in the first nine, all of a sudden I know where I'm like Happy Gilmore, where I start beating him in the back nine. Can I, I do your Adam Sandler impression? Oh man, I don't have one. I have a good four rat. But so that's my proposal. We, we, we were talking, we were like, you know, I think we know someone that could probably film this and do it right. If it's not 40 minutes, I'll do it. No, no, we, we, we don't have 40 minutes of that. It's probably gonna be like a 15 minute one. Let's, let's do it. I'm down. I'm All right. Kobe, let's dive into some of your services. Um, so, so if somebody was to hire you today, what kind of packages do you offer and what's the turnaround time, whether it's uh, a bio for a real estate agent, whether it's uh, a video shoot for a house, how, do, how, how, does the, how does it work? I definitely will be transparent from, from May to now, this has been like the beta testing phase of you know, me figuring out what people need, what they like, what works, what doesn't work. And so right now we are in the middle, me and my team are in the middle of, you know, coming up with the packages we can offer to realtors, not just realtors, but businesses too. Um, but right now we're doing everything at a, at a flat rate for the project. Um, and if you're a real estate agent for, we do real estate listing photography and videography. Actually, Jason's helping film today. He's our uh, listing photographer. Drone too? Yes, drone as well. We have two licensed drone pilots. Um, and so that's based on square footage. We got about prices for that. Uh, but any other projects that are like client testimonials, about me videos, we have a flat rate for those. So you know, just reach so out to me. What, what, what is a, what is a, when you say price per square footage, do you have that yeah. nailed down or? Yeah, so like 2,000 to 3,000, 4,000 to 5,000, just how big the house is, pretty much how we base our pricing off of that. And what's the, what's the pricing numbers for those? Let me, do you want to pull them up real quick? Sorry, I didn't mean to catch you. Nah, you're, you're good. Yeah. So has, has COVID, has COVID slowed business down for you? Did you or did no, you if anything, I've, I haven't done a lot of real estate stuff. If anything, I'm doing more event coverage, corporate, about me videos. I've been doing way more of those. Okay. Um, Jason, who's over here, he's gonna be um, pretty much heading the real estate sector back because he's amazing. He's an amazing photographer, uh, amazing videographer for video as well. Um, Get out of here, he said. <laughs> Where is this? If anything, I, don't, I can't find it right now, but. I will is it website or yes okay so website honestly i can just jump right into this moving forward january 2021 is when things are gonna we're gonna kick the ball uh, get on the ground running new website videos packages um we'll be able to have a payment system through the website um no more venmo because that's what i was used to doing in the beginning so it's all gonna be official and everything will be laid out come january if um if okay so kind of you know digressing a little bit 
somebody is thinking about getting into the videography and film industry, et cetera, the way that you did. If going back to the to the old Colby when you were just transitioning and making that decision, what was the first what's the first piece of advice after the things that you've learned thus far that you could give somebody new coming into the industry? Because as we all know, yes, there's competition out there, but there's a way to stand out for everybody and there's plenty to go around, especially in a market like this. What what would be the first piece of advice you give somebody who's interested and wants to do what you do? All right. For the beginning, you're just starting out. Work for free work for free. Uh, no one likes to do that, and that's why I don't think a lot of people do it. They're like, I'm not going to work for free. Guess what? I worked for free for probably three, four months before I saw my first check for a video I made. And um, it paid off. It paid off. So, especially when you when you haven't done anything, and people ask you, hey, can you show me a video that you made? You're like, I don't have a video, but trust me, I'm really good, but here's an invoice for $500. They're not going to want to pay you that. And I, I went through that. I would tell people my prices, and they're like, no, it's too much. It's a bit too much than what we want. And I didn't have anything to show them, like, this is what you're paying for. So I had to either give them a huge discount or make it really low price or um, do it for free. And a lot of the free work that I did was what helped me build relationships with people to give them value. And the same thing that I was taught as a real estate agent, well, it's a mastermind called it, is give value to your clients. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that, I think, is literally giving them something of value for free, giving them a gift because that builds rapport with them, you, you gain their trust, and then, once you have enough content built up and you start showing that, then people start flocking to you. You give them their price and like, done, let's do it because they know the value of your work. Mm. And that relates back to what we were talking about a little earlier where, where people get stuck in that rut of job security, you know, where, they, where they're in that bubble, yeah. they're comfortable. And That's they the sacrifice. Want, they don't want to take those risks mm -hmm. and, and you, you tell those people, hey, you know, if you work for free for a few months and they're thinking, well, I got this bill I got to pay. No, mm -hmm. no, I can't work for free. For, no, no, yeah. That's too much for me. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's where you capitalize, where you said, you know what, I'm diving in, I'm, I'm pushing all the chips in the middle of the table. There were some days I had to eat my fingernails for meals because like, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get food because I was working for free. Yeah. Um, gas, oh my gosh. Okay, so living, actually I lived in Cape Coral at the time, so I had to drive all the way down to Naples. So gas was another thing I talked about. I'm like, doing all these videos for free and I'm driving you know, two hours there and back. Well, one hour there and another hour back. Um, but yeah, working for free is probably the biggest piece of advice. Like I think, uh, who was it? Gary V's guy worked for Gary V for free, proved his worth, and now makes all his content. Mm -hmm. Ryan Serhan, I think a couple guys worked for him for free, and now they're making all his content. Let me tell you this, Kobe. How much money do you think Doors Open Connect has made since we started almost three, going on four years? A trillion dollars. It's all been for free. Yeah. We've we, we've made we've made people this year alone despite COVID almost a hundred grand. We've gotten people paid through the app, mm -hmm. all for free. Yeah. Not one pack, not one podcast. We've charged anybody. Not one. But then now look at where you at. Oh yeah. You're talking with and what the steps that oh, you're yeah. making moving forward. Yeah. Now it's 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 you know it's gonna pay yeah. it's gonna pay you. We actually wasn't for free. It was out of pocket. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> but see, see, most most of that was we were hungry. We knew we knew the mission we were on. We knew what we wanted, mm -hmm. and we went after it. Whereas, you know, those other people that are stuck in that rut, and you tell them, hey, do this for free. They try for free one time. They're like, well, 
I didn't make any money on that. I'm, yeah. I'm done with that. I don't no, want to. We see that. Va- we see value in connections and bringing yeah. people together and experiences. Just what you said, resume building a resume. We have all these success stories and testimonials. We now can prove that it works. We now yeah. have uh, connections to people that we haven't had. Now we have people coming to us to try to get on the podcast because yeah. they want exposure to their business, etc. We can now start charging. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we want to keep certain things for free, and we also want to, but we also want to better the product too. So at the same token going forward um and and we've got a whole game plan for 2021 but we will be able to uh provide a lot of value but also uh we'll be able to charge um because we need that that capital to make things better for the the real estate community and and the network and things that we have now but we also have a lot of fun it's a lot of work but like you said just to add on to that um you know sometimes as an entrepreneur if you see your vision it's not about you have to stop thinking about money you have to think about your passion what makes you happy what makes what drives you um and if it's the catalog and you take that catalog places uh you know and you introduce it if it's getting in front of somebody mm-hmm. who otherwise you would have never had if you would have been like i'm charging be like i have my own guy and like another thing actually going back to the advice you said for somebody just starting out not only the worker for you do that but then also build relationships because you've all heard the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And that could not ring more true, especially for what I'm doing. And as a real estate agent, your network is you know, one of your biggest source of lead generation as well. And so I believe that I've become close friends with a lot of people that I've worked with. A lot of my clients, people I've worked with, I consider them friends of mine. And I think that's pretty telling about versus when you're hiring, you know, just somebody to do the work for you and then boom, you're done, you never see them again. It's not just client follow-up, send them a gift basket, they, how are you doing? Remember me this video a while ago, hope you're doing well. It's we're friends and I love the people that I work with. Right. Now now take it, take it, you know, people back in 2015 that because um, I'm about to ask you a question after I talk about a little okay. bit about this. So back in 2015, of course. You know, what's the classic question? Where do you see yourself in five years? Of course, nobody saw themselves in 2020 with COVID in five years. But let's just pretend like there's not going to be anything like this happen again for the next five years. Where do you see yourself five to ten years from now? Well, I'll be 25 and legally allowed to drink. So that's something I do know. (laughs) Um, Five years. Hopefully, I would like to be married. I'd like to have a family. I'd like to have a couple kids. Um, And I definitely see... uh, I definitely want to be in a more management role for video. As much as I love filming things, um, I definitely want to see Core Film become a much bigger umbrella company of different things under that. So almost so, like a director. Yes, exactly. Okay. So so people are are you know same thing with a real estate team. You know you got your broker, you got your team leader, and then you have your people underneath. And so uh, what you said with people who are just starting out. I know people that are way more talented than me, and that's what made me so angry. It's like, these people are so incredibly talented, but they're not given the opportunities. They're not, you know, filming great things. And I'm like, but but I am. So what makes me different from them? And like I said, it's the building relationships and the network that you create. So one of the things that I have that I'm very passionate about is helping others pursue their passion, which is why I'm talking about it. But something uh, tangible that I've been doing is like, since I got here, like I want to find people who are extremely talented and I want them to work with me, not for me, with me. So Jason over here, um, I met him through a mutual friend who she knew me and said, hey, I, uh, my buddy is trying to get into real estate photography, but he, he lives in Michigan, wants to move down here. So I said, send him my way. So uh, how, how, long, how long have you been here, Jason? Uh, four months. Four months. So Jason's been here four months. How old are you again? 22? 22. He's 22 years old. 
and off, I, I think that's so cool. Like I right. love people like that. Like the amount of people that have had reach out to me, like, hey, I want to work with you on your video. But then I look at their Instagram. I don't like judging people off of that, but I'm like, you're not, you're not. I don't see the desire, or the passion. Right. And I saw it from Jason. I see it from all the other people that I work with, and then I, I send work too because they're extremely talented. But I see the drive and the passion. I don't like working with people if I don't see the ambition. Because I've reached out to a lot of other videographers, photographers, and there was just no passion or ambition there. Right. They're comfortable with what they're doing. Right. And so where I see myself in five years, hopefully with a big enough team to where it's run like a fine little machine. Now let's say let's say you're in that position. Let's say we're yeah. five years in the future, you're in that position, you got the fine tuned machine. Is there another state that you might have in mind that you want to branch out to? Um I mean, freaking Alaska, look at the way this guy's dressed right oh, now. Oh, state. Oh, state. Like a place. All right. Well, I haven't told a lot of people. Hey. He's got, I'm he a, got a parka on over here. What's going on? It's a jean jacket. It's my Canadian suit. I'm wearing jean on jean. Um, but hey, dude, I grew, up, I grew up in Miami on the beach. So it's, it's 60 degrees outside. That's freezing. You're from Michigan, man. Calm down. It is freezing outside. I remember we were on the phone one day, and I yeah. said it was freezing cold. I said, you're like, it's like 70 it, degrees. It was 85 outside. <laughs> it was, that's, okay. that's summertime for you Michigan people over here. I just didn't walk outside that day. But no, I um, like even when I moved to Dallas, I was like, I think I'm a Florida boy. Like, born, bred. Like, I don't think I can live anywhere else but Florida. And that's not like a choice. It's just like, I think I do unfortunately love Florida. It's a weird love-hate relationship. State, though, I definitely would love to move to Hawaii. That is the goal. Okay. Oh, maybe you get with uh, Gregory. Wasn't he in Hawaii? Oh, no. He was somewhere else. Where, where was that Gregory grew up at? Uh, uh, Maui? No. No, 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 no. It was a small island. Oahu? They got a water. They got a water. They got the water. I want to say oh. it's more by, like, the, the Philippines. That's going to bother come to me right as soon as we yeah. hit the off well, on this podcast. The, the reason I want to go there is because obviously the dream for any creator is to go to LA, go to California. Not so, anymore, it ain't. Well, not anymore. That's, <laughs> but, but even before COVID, I didn't want to go there because I was like, that place is crazy. The competition, the people, the environment. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be there. New York, again, crazy place. In a bike by do, itself without COVID. It's do you speak Spanish? Because no, I, I, Miami would... Hold on, My, uh, Miami is. Uh, I definitely have a gringo. Enough to get by, right? No, I am a. I'm Cuban, Italian, uh, Ecuadorian, and Irish. Okay. Or Scottish, one of those things. But but Miami is. I mean that's. Donde esta el baño? The, some of the stuff they're filming over there is ridiculous. This guy Peter Anacona, I've been watching him and following him for a couple of years now, and he's getting up there. I mean, it, it's straight luxury, fifteen to twenty, mm -hmm. you know, twenty million dollar listings, and he's got a guy, and mm -hmm. I, I can tell that that's all he does is content all day. Yeah. But I'm definitely lucky though because in Southwest Florida, I didn't see a lot of you know prominent creators that were like crushing it in the, or like at least very well known people that were doing it. So like if I was in a place like Miami or LA or New York, I would be vastly outnumbered and drowned among all the noise of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad that I'm starting out here because I'm making a name for myself and for my business in a place, you know, where I can establish myself. But we're also the happiest, healthiest, wealthiest community yeah. in, in all of America. It's always something new That's every true. year. Yeah. So so but I mean, shoot, we got thirty we just what was was our record this year or not this year, was the end of last year, forty nine million? And they just bought it to tear it down on Gordon River, or Gordon um, Drive. Mm -hmm. 
It definitely, yeah, definitely a lot of innovation because my, so my grandpa lived in Cape Coral, still does live in Cape Coral, and we would always go to visit. My mom said, we're never moving here. She would like describe it as like tumbleweeds through the street. Because this was like when no one's there, there's like dead grass and Cape Coral just bleh, Cape Coral. Um, what is it? The nearly, uh, newlywed and nearly dead is the people who moved to Cape okay. Coral and Fort Myers. That's what, that or, was the saying. Or, or heaven's waiting room is when, when, when I first got here. <laughs> Purgatory. But it, it, it was like that and, and it's grown so much. Now I can't even keep track. I take... You know, if you don't take a road for a certain period of time, like th there's a new building on the corner, yeah. like the next day, and it's it's crazy the growth that we have here in Naples, Florida. So I think you're getting in at the right time, and it's it's the right market, um, and we do you know a lot of the agents, especially the top producers, will brag about the fact that we are kind of recession proof here, and you know we're in our own little bubble, but things things are great here. People want to come here all the time, and you know, you can't beat Port Royal and the, some of the houses that you've been in. I mean, who would have thought that as a 20-year-old to be, you know, standing in a $4.4 million listing or 4.5 or, or or some of the other ones that you've been in, you know, doing Southwest Florida's top. You know, it's a funny story about that. I will have to say, you know, when, when Tyler Sylvia called me about that house to go film it, he was, you know, he was hyping it up. And for me, like, I, I it sounded so cocky when I said it. But I was like, you know, I, I see a lot of, I see a lot of very nice houses, you know, every day. So if I walk in and I go, wow, I'm impressed, that means, wow, I'm impressed. And I walked into that house and I said, wow, I'm impressed. It was a beautiful home, man. <laughs> yeah. That builder knows what they're doing. Um, it's a great location. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, but there's so, they're going to keep going again amongst anybody else. Builders have so much competition here. And like, it, you know, especially with that, with that, with that builder and that house, I'm like, this doesn't look like other houses that have been built in Naples. Mm -hmm. So I think right now at this point in all of our lives and with COVID and this year, it's all about standing out and being different and not reinventing the wheel, but, you know, thinking outside the box pretty mm -hmm. much. Well... Kobe, this has been an absolute pleasure, man. And yeah, we're gonna have to have you on again. We might, this yeah. We want to see, we want to see you at the end of twenty. We gotta, you know, gotta hold you accountable too. We want to see what happens in the next five years or so, and hopefully, we're still doing podcasts and we're still, you know, having a lot of fun with this and and bringing people's knowledge and education and experience to light. But this has absolutely been welcoming and, and it was Thank definitely warm, me. and we love your story. Um, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? And definitely don't forget to plug your business, where people can find you, and uh, uh, social and whatever else. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So, you know, like I said before, I'll echo it. Pursuing your passion is you know, what I'm passionate about, uh, among other things. Um, so Core Film is a uh, productions company. We uh, do mostly real estate, but we also branch out to corporate. We do weddings. We do um, professional photography and videography. So anything you can think of, we pretty much do it. That's why when people ask me what I do, I'm like, you know, you name it, we can do it. And guys, you got to check them out on their social media because some of the videos are just, just jaw-dropping, mind-blowing. Every time he drops or releases a video, it's something special. And I wish I had a hundred grand or more in the bank account to have him around us twenty four seven. That that high school football game looked like you were filming some like professional. That one. So you, you thought that was that that I was like, the I was like, Super what movie is this in? I've seen this before. The Super Bowl should hire you for their. <laughs> I had, I did have two extra guys that night though, so I did have more men on the ground for that one. But it doesn't matter. Don't yeah, discount it, man. That thing was amazing. I hadn't even been to a football game since I think my high school. Oh yeah, you guys were at that one. I saw you there. Yeah, it was at. 
I I it was blown away by the whole thing, the flag in the air with the fire trucks. I, mean, I wish I wish I would have had you for my highlight film <laughs> when I was in high school. I might be playing pro ball by now. Well, you know, funny story. <laughs> I didn't even know they were dropping a football from the helicopter. Wow. Being totally transparent. I'm sorry, Patrick, but I didn't know the ball was coming down. So praise to God that with three guys we got the ball coming out of the helicopter. Well, yeah. honestly, I've never seen that except for I went to high school at Golf Coast and we played Naples High and they did that. Right. But besides that, I've never seen that. So it was that's cool it, to like, that's see next it, level. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. next level. It's great, man. And again, just so happy to have you. And we're looking forward to your growth and, and your career. And um, we're also looking forward to doing some business with yeah. you, man. We wanna we wanna uh, partner up with you and get some some good things uh, for Doors Open Connect going through. And um, you know. Uh, you know, stay stay affordable so we can do that. Sir, sir, I, I pride myself on my affordability. <laughs> so we, we want to have you or some of your talent around us, and uh, we, you know, we're we're expanding and doing big things too. So happy to have you. Glad that you've been with us. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We're looking forward to seeing you more along the holiday season. Um, looking forward to that Brokers Open video. Don't forget to tag us. We'd love to um, make sure that we get everybody. I have to charge you extra if you want to tag you. Charge me extra. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I, I will do a little barter where you know Deshaun and I will, you know, we'll we'll learn how to do videography and we'll work off oh, our debt. Okay. You are you gonna make videos for me? I don't know. What do you What do you need? He just threw me in this. I'm not a part of this. Did you just? <laughs> no. Rick will do that. Whatever yeah, he just said. That. No, yeah. man. Well, thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. Yeah, Love fun. what you're doing. I, I think also what you guys have been doing and, and growing. So I, I think that's just it's just encouraging to see other people do back to what you said uh, pursue your dreams and take those risks and it's very disney-esque but and, it rings true and grind and grind it out man hey listen anybody who's listening to this whether you're a new agent aspiring agent an entrepreneur or business owner and or an aspiring business owner take notes to some of this stuff and some of these tips because it, it's it's a grind and it's not going to be easy but it will be worth it in the end and you just one path will lead you to the next but if you're walking the same path every day the same time expecting a different result that's the definition of insanity and you probably heard that time and time again you know i highly recommend not just our podcast but uh whether it's tim ferris uh gary v gary vaynerchuk because we've been talking about james altucher some of my favorites uh jocko willink um ex you know, navy seal uh, there's so many there's so much knowledge out there for uh, aspiring entrepreneurs now that never was there before. You either had to find a book or read a book or, or, or whatnot. Now you got audibles, podcasts, and all these things. So the agents that consistently reach out to me looking for advice or aspiring agents, I highly recommend not only do you listen to our episodes, but check out these other entrepreneurs. Listen to Kobe's story because at 20, I didn't have access to any of this stuff. Rick didn't have access to any of this stuff. We didn't have a TikTok. We didn't have an Instagram. We didn't have a Snapchat. Uh, it was still newspapers back then and magazines. So um, you have so much at your disposal now. Almost every American has a cell phone, even if they're homeless. So you, it's, your, it's your cell phone. You got more technology involved in that than you do than NASA had back sending a space shuttle to the moon. There's no excuse anymore. So don't be afraid. Take risks. Take chance. And know you're going to eat dirt, as Gary Vee says it, for a few for a few years. But it's the networking. It's the communication. It's not about getting to the top. It's the journey. Um, and whether you know you want to be an, uh, a real estate agent, try it out. Give it a shot. But you know, give it your all. See how it is for you. See how you. 
uh, can can uh, evaluate yourself and grow as a human being and see if that's what you love to do, if you're passionate about it. If you're not, it's a great avenue to make some income, as we had mentioned, to put it into another business um, that you might, whether it's t-shirts, clothing line, nails, restaurant, whatever you have, you can do it. You can just it, you can make the connections and you can make it happen. So and don't let that don't let that. I wonder if I would have done this, how my life would have changed out. Too no, many, no too many. Because you got one, and if you there's nothing else that you didn't learn on this podcast is the fact that like, think about it. I would have been a general manager at a restaurant that is no longer in business, looking for jobs because of the COVID. Because I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to stay safe in a career, and I wanted. Uh, you know these things that I couldn't afford with my salary living paycheck to paycheck and uh, for corporate business I would be out of business I'd be I'd be devastated right now having to start all over again and probably getting a real estate license and being six years behind right Just listen apply and grind and grind That's so it. anyway hope you guys all found value at this week's episodes we're so happy for those of you who are tuning in and listening and are finding value um, if you are please don't forget to tag us on our social media at doorsopenconnect.com or excuse me at doors open connect uh, on our instagram on facebook doors open connect llc um, you can also reach out to us at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. And if you're looking to be a guest on our podcast, which we're starting to get a lot of requests for, please uh, DM or email us with um, your criteria, what you're looking to talk about, uh, whether it's local business um, and whether you're a real estate agent, et cetera. Um, looking forward to uh, connecting more with the community and getting that done. Also, don't forget to tune in and check out all the different uh, charity events that we're looking forward to again. Um, you've got Patrick Dearborn and Dearborn team of John R. Woods uh, doing Toys for, Toys for Tots. You have uh, Marzuko, Marzuko Real Estate doing Toys for Tots. You have MVP Real Estate doing Toys for Tots. You have Lauren Williams doing you know Toys for Tots. There's, it's the Maxwell en- team. It's, the, the, it's endless. Yeah, the Maxwell team. You have endless ab- uh, uh, abundance and ability to give back. If you, if you are, I mean, if you think you're going through something, trust me, what we saw... Um, last Tuesday at the in Immokalee it's just it's a tip of the tip of the spear we need we need everybody to come together and work together as a team and a community and give whatever they can because it'll make somebody's day and life special and you'll never know who but it it will be amazing so um, checking with that Uh, again happy holidays we're looking forward to some uh, fun and exciting episodes coming up Uh, this was a great one and uh, so much Hey, thank you so much again, Kobe, for coming by, taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, and so uh, until next time, big shout out. And thank you to all the listeners, supporters. Don't forget to share it, share it, share it, share it. And until next time, we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay co- uh, closing. I'm Deshaun Robinson. And again, this is my co-host, Rick Haas. And until next time, this is DOC signing out. <laughs> <laughs>